Hello again. Welcome back. It's been a little while, but we can't wait to share what we've been working on while you were gone from your podcatchers. There are some episodes coming up that we're pretty excited about. One that that Anne was excited enough about to have already recorded. Hey, I'm allowed to be excited. But first, some housekeeping. Since we last released an episode, we have held our Indiegogo campaign, finalized all 12 scripts for season two, recorded all 12 episodes, finished take selection from all of those recordings, and I finished a draft of our first episode. Uh, If you're not aware, um, I am going to be the editor and sound designer for season two. Anne and Katie have listened and gotten comments back to me, and I promise I'm not bragging when I say I think you're going to like it. No, really, I'm not bragging because Katie's the one who wrote the script for this episode. She's making me say nice things about my work, and she's grounded. Will did an incredible job on it, and we wish we could share it with you right now instead of having to wait until the actual release date. But this is still 2020, and though it's affected all aspects of life differently, it's still definitely affecting them. And one of the ways that it's had an impact on us, and I'm sure on some of you as well, uh, is financially. We mentioned our Indiegogo earlier. We're so incredibly grateful for everyone who donated, who retweeted, who talked us up to encourage others to donate. No matter what, we want you all to know that we appreciate you and everything you did. But we, like many others this year, didn't hit our goal. And because a core part of Hug House is paying people fairly for their work, we were worried. We're lucky enough to be in a position where we have other forms of income. The payments from Will's writing and our work with organizing events and consulting all help to cover the cost so that we were able to pay everyone. But there was absolutely a point in time where we were discussing other options that included things like not being able to pay Will for sound design because we weren't even considering not paying our actors. That was not an option. So that's financial things taken care of. But what about the first season? So far, we've gotten reviews that have brought up points that we never thought about. And we're glad these reviewers took the time and effort to let us know so we can be a better show going forward. And we've gotten reviews from people saying that the characters or the story hit home for them, validated them, were an enjoyable escape for them. Please know, we share these reviews in our morale channel on our cast and crew server, and they make us so, so happy. The amount of recognition and appreciation we've gotten for Valence has been wonderful. That said, we do occupy a strange middle ground. We're definitely not a big name, but we're not an unknown either. If there's such a thing as a middle child of podcasts, uh, I, I don't know what that would entail, but we might we might be that. And name recognition obviously isn't the only goal when it comes to making a podcast. It's pretty far down the list of priorities, but it's still a nice thing to have. We love our actors and we love the story they're helping us tell. And occupying this middle ground is weird. <laughs> So while we'd love to be able to wield any recognition we've gained to secure sponsors or get our actors more jobs, our reach is still somewhat limited. I know it may sound like we're complaining, but it's genuinely not. It's just strange to occupy this in-between level of bigness and 
be in uncharted territory where we're learning as we go. Here is a conversation I had with Katie and Anne about what it's like creating in 2020. I'm just recording now because I know how we are. We'll say funny shit and we need to have that. Yeah. Yes. Um, are we also recording locally? No. We've okay. given up on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then it's a good thing I'm in my noise cube. So at least that'll be nice ish. That's nice ish. That's nice ish. Oh, <laughs> Lordy Lou. What a time. Right now or like life in general? Yeah. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it all it all we're recording yeah. right now on December 14th <laughs> which means like episode one of Valence drops in under a month now just under a month yeah oh uh, I'm going to yeah. puke to death actually never mind bye <laughs> well, mute yourself first no well <laughs> I will tell you that, oh, thank you, um, that episode one is some good shit. It's such good shit. Your audio cut out for me right after. <laughs> it was, here's what I heard. Here's what I heard. Uh, episode one is <coughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, I, it would have been so much funnier. What I thought you were going to say was that it cut out because I said it, Episode one is good shit, oh. and I thought it was gonna. I thought you were gonna say it cut out. It was, episode one is shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is also what I assumed. I hope it's good shit. I worked really fucking hard on it. Uh, I, I don't it's my know. favorite shit thus far. Oh, that's great. That's that's good shit. Well, it's it's out of two. Uh, it's out of two. It's out of two. Y'all, my brain broken. Uh, let's talk about creating in 2020, because this has been a fucking trip. Okay, I sum it up real quick. It suck. It suck. Ah! It's really bad. Like, <laughs> And yet, it is still the best part of my 2020. Oh, hands down, hands down. Um, It is wild to me that... Uh, that like season one dropped during this year. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that was the best for us. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like just numbers wise, uh, I think that like uh, debuting in a year when listenership was very low uh, yeah. across the board. Uh, I don't think that that was great for us. It was a little uh, bit of a bummer. Not that we're like hurting. We're doing well. We just could have we could have potentially done weller. And <laughs> it's it's but like it's so stupid because it's not like it's not like there's a number that would make me happy. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't it's nothing. But also <laughs> <laughs> But also, but it's is, impossible not yeah. to wonder what the hell would have happened in a year that was a little bit less on fire, both literally mm -hmm. and figuratively. Especially making a podcast that's like, it talks real world shit and mm -hmm. is a little intense. Like, 
I know I I had a lot more difficulty listening to podcasts that were more real this year. And it's literally my job, you know? Yeah. I mean, I straight up, like, stopped listening to fiction podcasts. I yeah, just don't listen same. to them anymore. Yeah. I have a, a very hard time. I'm on my third re-listen of Taz Balance since the beginning of quarantine. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> All I want right now is, like, the Bechdel cast. That's it. Mm -hmm. I One thing that's fucked up is that I have been listening to more true crime lately, but, like, just oh, to go to bed. My God. Will, yes, I do the same thing. I've been listening to, um, to, I started listening to the Morbid podcast because there's, like, 200 episodes in the backlog. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they literally just talk about people getting murdered and kidnapped and i put that on to go to bed at night and i'm like what yeah what do people what oh does my, my aunt think when she hears me <laughs> from my bedroom like and then this person was Are taken away no no we're not <laughs> no. Katie. that's the point <laughs> so all, all i want is like i want just a million episodes of decoder ring like that is exactly the vibe i want i want like a single story executed super well uh, with a voice that is like engaging, but not like not like chaos energy. And I want it to be scripted, and I want it to just be a person and interviews. Like that's all. That's all my brain can handle right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, so, which is all to say, what a year for Valence. Uh, oh boy. There's also like. So I think that we're very lucky in that, like, I think we got almost everything written before shit got, like, really, really, really bad. Uh, I don't know if that's true. For season one? <clears throat> Excuse me, for season one or for season two? <clears throat> for season two. Yeah, no, we were writing... Uh, like, we July. Yeah, the season really? three, the episode three script was due March 8th. So, oh my god. We wrote this pretty much this you guys wrote this whole season during the mm -hmm. shit show that was uh March, April, May and June. Yeah. Oh my god, what if it's all bad? Is it bad? <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's not. It's it not. feels really good. But that doesn't seem right. <laughs> I think I mean for me at least uh writing was definitely an escape it was something to focus on other than my just like panic spiral of this is mm. something we've never experienced before and so i don't know uh how to prepare for that and that's the fucking worst for my anxiety mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i was like well i can plan for what happens in this little world that we are building that's so that interesting for me we'll it's have like, to work <laughs> it's it was like like i write to process like and to synthesize and I think that that does come through in the season especially like especially a lot of the the Flynn stuff uh ah okay I thought you were gonna say Noel <laughs> uh also that uh <laughs> god um yeah let's just package some gender feelings and familial trauma uh christ <laughs> but no, no, like with Flynn stuff, 
I so I always knew that I wanted him to kind of go like activist journalist. Um, but when yeah, now now that now that I'm putting that all together, I can like really see how this all lined up. Uh, when the pandemic first hit really hard and there were lockdowns, uh, I worked for a publication where we interviewed like frontline workers. Um, oh God, I remember that. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, um, two of whom are friends of mine who are nurses, and I didn't, I didn't do uh, any of the interviews except for one. And I interviewed a therapist who was still seeing people in person because for reasons regarding those patients' mental health, he had to see them in person and he felt like it would be abandoning his work to Mm. not see them. Um, And he really struggled with that decision. And that interview, like, I mean, I, like, I closed out that interview by just, like, thanking him and saying that I was very moved by that and moved by the fact that he's grappling with it. And I, I remember, like, hanging up and just sobbing, like, just absolutely sobbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, God, Flynn's whole arc and everything with the blog this season was very weird because <laughs> because early on we we called it the Mercury uh, for me being mm-hmm. like a little nod to the Portland Mercury. Um, little did I know that Portland would go on to have like a hundred and sixty plus consecutive days of protests. Yeah. Um, that like my friends who are journalists in portland uh would be like getting tear gassed every night Mm -hmm. uh so obviously we changed the name but it was like there were just so many weird coincidences like that throughout writing this season um which i don't even know it was just it was very surreal this was a very surreal are we only including the well, I was going to say, are we only including the stressful real-life parallels? But, like, the Amazon Halo is objectively a stressful Dude. thing to exist. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, like, I don't even know what to say. Just what the fuck? Like, Jeff the Bezos fuck? owes us money. It's, it's too weird. It's, it's too weird. Spooky. Uh, for, for people listening who, like, might have somehow avoided its existence can one of y'all because i don't remember all of the details of it go into like what the hell it is yeah so the amazon halo is essentially a uh, like their version of the fitbit but like a million times worse so yeah somehow somehow (laughs) somehow even worse because it also polices your tone of voice yeah, so when you calibrate it, you have to like strip down naked for it to scan your body. And then God. it yeah. Yeah, and it claims it's it doesn't terrible. keep those photos, but like 
I don't trust. Oh, shit. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yes. Bullshit. Like, that's not even. I know this sounds like we're all conspiracy theorists, but no, like this has historically <laughs> happened so many times. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been a fucking bonker season. I will say, like, God, so we wrote it all and then I guess it was July and then we edited it and then, like, I really didn't. Hey, when did I start sound designing? Um, November. Can you give me one second? Evelyn just turned on the radio and it's going to be able to be in the background of my audio. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get copy struck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's worse than that. Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? It's not Evelyn turning on the radio. It is, I was explaining what this terrible device was. Oh, no. And the device from that company that I have in my <laughs> office heard me say the name and then Halo, and it started playing the song Halo. Oh, no. <laughs> I took off my headphones. So I was like, wait, the sound's coming from inside the room. Oh, God. We live Amazon, in hell. Stop. Thank you. Yes, just Amazon, stop. <laughs> Uh, I refuse to process what just happened. <laughs> I shan't. I shan't do it. Uh, oh, no, God. I won't. Uh, so this season's been a lot. I don't know. It's it's been very like weird to revisit as I'm as I'm doing sound design and editing now. Um, in a good way. I I think that this season's really fucking good. Uh. There are a couple moments where I've like, especially looking back at scripts, looking at them being like, damn, I really put that trauma on the page, huh? Which shouldn't surprise me about me, but it do. Yeah. Well, I think it helps, <clears throat> or not really helps, but it, it shows you, you were writing these scripts while season one was releasing and you were looking yeah. back yeah. at like <clears throat> like you did the episode of scoring magic on like writing your own experiences into mm -hmm. it especially with episode four yeah. mm -hmm. and i think you were thinking on that probably while writing season two and being like well i already put it all out there in season one might as well just you know like right here you go have some more yeah. i think that part of it is also looking back at season one and being like I like I really could have gone harder with a lot of those things. <laughs> oh Jesus! Because <laughs> uh, they were pretty watered down. Uh, it's probably good that I didn't go harder. Uh, and I think that I'll probably feel the same way about all of this as I'm writing season three. You know, oh. as Katie and I are. Um, though season three, I think I don't want to talk about it too much, but I think that writing it will have a very different vibe. <laughs> To say yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what else? It, what else about making a thing this year? Because it's just, it's just been bizarre. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm gonna follow up this episode, you know, with the next one, with going into more details on like production shit that we've changed, just because uh -huh. we've changed so much in our process uh -huh. this year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, in in the scripted bits, I mentioned crowdfunding. Do we want to talk about money existing? Crowdfunding in the year 2020? 
Yeah. Uh, it's a bad idea. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend well, it. Okay, hold on. Unless you are Gabrielle <laughs> Urbina. Crowdfunding yeah. <laughs> in 2020 is a bad idea. You? <laughs> Unless you're Gabrielle Urbina and also Sarah Shackett and right. also Zach Valenti. Correct. Uh, yes. And their incredible cast and the bonus episode writers. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, for listeners or for audience members who don't know, um, the team behind Wolf 359 did a crowdfunding campaign for their new show, Unseen, which is fantastic and you should listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Their goal was 10k, and they wound up with like over 40k. Uh, yeah, which fucking rules, and I'm very happy for them. Uh, the rest of us were not as successful, and I will say, like, okay, so I jokingly said it was a bad idea because our we did not hit the goal for our crowdfunding, but at the same time, we never expected to, and that money like paid for our cast and shit. So yeah. you know. Yeah, we went into it knowing that we probably were not going to hit our goal and had plans in place for Mm -hmm. what if we don't make this much? What if we don't make this much? What are we going to do in its place? Yeah. Yep. Because not paying our cast was not an option. No. No. No, no, no. At no point was that even on the table. Mm Mm-mm. No, we're, the three of us are always the ones to take the hit first, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is like a... An accept. I think it's the most acceptable way to do it, if you know that like, it, like, compensation, the way that it should happen, is not going to happen. Like we are, the three of us are never going to be paid to, like, make this show. Mm-hmm. You know, we can. We can plan to. Uh, to not go into debt because of this show. We've we've done that, you know? We've done that well. Um, we'll never be paid, like, a living wage, I guess is what I mean. Like, I don't know yeah. what I'm saying, I think. <laughs> well, and I think I had part a of it is the <laughs> attitude that we bring to the process in general, that, like, we're not coming in here to make money for ourselves. We're coming in here to tell stories. And if we were to make enough that we could in theory, pay ourselves, I think we would probably want to put most of it into future shows and into other projects that we have in mind, um, like the the mentoring plan. Right. Or we would pay our actors more. Or we would pay our actors more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know us. And the first thing we would do is say, oh, we have an extra... $50. $50. Let's give everybody an extra five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's. I do love that's... to give bonuses. It I... feels really good. And we were able to do that with season one a few times. It feels really good. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. I know as an employee, I like to get a bonus. So. A bonus is good. <laughs> Bonuses feel really good. Feels yeah, I've so never gotten good. a bonus. I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> I have also never gotten a bonus. I'm gonna Venmo you both ten dollars right now. And that's your no. I'll be driving to Jersey and I'll fly you. <laughs> I'm gonna mail you both a sweaty ten dollar bill. No. <laughs> you know? Oh, I can't talk about that at all. Never mind. I was gonna say that what will be nice about writing season three is that I can write about travel, but I I can't talk about that. That's no. way too much of a spoiler. I mean, you yeah. can talk about it and then just cut it and save it. Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to, though. 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk about it like you just did just now. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm fucking hungry and I'm so tired. I'm staring at my dinner right in front of me. It's in front of me. I cannot eat it because I'm on a microphone. (laughs) Eat it uncomfortably close to the microphone. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have anything else to say about... Okay, I have one last thing to say about creating in 2020. Mm -hmm. The thing about making a show this year is that, like, thinking is so hard like just thinking let alone being creative let alone doing yes mozzarella yes (laughs) (laughs) let alone doing things like editing and sound design and then let alone like being on top of social media and marketing and things Mm -hmm. so like the fact i want to pat us on the back for the fact that season one came out and season two is coming out. Like, that I would like to pat you on the back because we are currently, what, more than a month ahead? Well, you are currently more than a month ahead of schedule for sound designing? Yeah. That's true, you are. So, so what? Don't look at me. (laughs) Don't look at me. Look away. (laughs) <laughs> no, we are we're all not, Judy Dench on this night. I guess I should specify, like, we're not on a video call. They're not looking at me. Uh, this is just audio. <laughs> Spiritually, we are yeah. Dame Judy Dench looking That's at you. True. Looking directly into the camera at me specifically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So, like, pat us on the back. And also, like, hey, if you liked season one... If you like season two, if you like Spring Magic, please fucking tell us. Like, I don't know how else to ask for validation. I would really like validation from listeners and audience (laughs) members. I would like it. I would like to have it. I would like to be told I did a good job. I would like uh, Katie and Anne to be told that they did a good job and for all of our actors to be told that they did a good job. So uh, if if you liked the thing, if you could tell us that that Mm -hmm. we did a good job, I would like to hear it. I am so grateful when people tell us that we did a good job. Like, so, so much. I won't call out who it was, like, on the mic, but we got an email through our contact form from someone probably, like, a month or so ago saying that it, it, the Liam's experiences made them feel, like, so seen. And yes. Oh, my God. It mm. was so heartfelt. And I read it, and I went, oh, I have to respond to this. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have to tell them yes. how much it means to us to read this and you know hear this from people because yeah. that's yeah. why we do it. Like we said, we don't we don't get compensation for this like financially. We're just doing it because we want to tell these stories and because we feel these stories are important. Yeah. And if even one person tells us like mm-hmm. it made them feel seen, then it, the whole thing is worth it. Yeah, we are all sad and fragile. Please say the nice words at us. Yeah, we're sad and fragile. We made fucking valence. Like, do you think we're okay? Uh, We're not okay. (laughs) We're not okay. Yeah, that email meant a lot to me. I really, really, really needed to, to hear that. So looking forward to our second season, there's one more thing we'd like to talk about. The plot. No, we're not giving any spoilers here, but our first season had a lot to say about the importance of data privacy and how data can be misused in the wrong hands. 
especially when it comes to groups in positions of power over others of one or more underrepresented identities. In the world of Valence, we've shown multiple ways in which muses are treated differently just for having magic, and how organizations with power treat them, whether with good intentions or bad. Knowing us, this is going to come up more in season two, and we're gonna continue to explore it even further, just as it's come up in real life. This year, we saw firsthand accounts of people having surveillance used against them in horrifying ways, endangering their safety and their work and their lives and families. And we don't take these parallels lightly, and we're not just including them for shock value and drama. Data privacy and people's different approaches to protecting their own data have been on my mind for years now. I've talked about my personal history with this before, and it has always been one of the major threads of the story that we're telling. And I think finding ways to help people understand just how powerful their personal data is will continue to be crucial. I close every episode of Valence with Protect Your Magic, and I hope our audience knows that I mean that in more ways than one. This coming season is going to be a lot. <laughs> We've poured ourselves into it, and there are parts that will be emotionally taxing, but in ways that felt important and honest, at least to us. And we can't wait to share it with you. Scoring Magic is a Hug House production. You can find more information at hughouse.productions. This episode was written by Katie Yeomans and edited by Will Williams. You can find us at scoringmagicpod.com and on social media as scoringmagicpod.com.